Guys, I'm in a really bad mood right now. Um, My mic that you're listening from is like kind of fucking up. And it's pissing me off. And I just wanted to say that. Um, But yeah, welcome. Hi, how you doing? Welcome. Welcome back. Um, Yo, uh, play the intro. Just kidding, I have no intro yet. But we'll get there. Eventually. Nah, I'm just tight because of how good the power forwards are in the NBA. Like, they really kind of got me fucked up because I thought this was 2020 and not 1995, the 1980s, 90s. What the fuck? Like, and again, I have to reiterate that I'm going by basketball reference. So you might think, fucking, this guy's a center, this guy's a small forward, but no, he's a power forward. Basketball reference, hit me up with that sponsorship. Without further ado, let's get right into the shits. Um, top 10 power forwards in the NBA, baby. I'm hype. All right, honorable mention, number one. <sighs> Julius Quavius Randall, the 14th. The lefty. I don't know why I said, I don't know why that was the first thing I said. He's a lefty. Bro, listen, man. Julius Randle, kind of, I'm a little disappointed. Like, when you first think of top 10, you're like, yo, Julius Randle, yep. But guys, I'm going to take you through it. And Julius Randle, he should be 10. He should be. I'm upset. I'm really upset that he's not. Nah, I really don't give a fuck. But listen, Julius Randle should easily be top 8 power forward in the NBA. And I'm going to explain why. So, Julius Randle is on the Knicks. And somehow, someway, it's like it's like the Knicks are cursed. Because they have nothing going for them. They fire all their coaches all the time. Their owner doesn't want to sell the team. I think it does, no, doesn't know how, does not know how to run a, a, a basketball franchise. He's just, he just has... He's just a great businessman and just knows good investments. That's it. Um, they have no direction, no good players, or I should say no star players or no potential star players. We'll see what, what R.J. Barrett can do. Um, but, yeah. Well, let me not say that because Julius Randle, th- and this is where he enters the picture, man. He came from New Orleans Pelicans playing with Anthony Davis. And granted, Anthony Davis didn't really play last year because of that whole drama where everyone in in New Orleans wanted to assassinate that nigga. So, he was in a place where he went from 21.4 points per game. Now he's averaging 19.5, playing more minutes. He's scoring less. Defensively, he's getting half the amount of blocks. He's getting one more rebound. Cool. He's power forward, okay. Great. Um, the percentages. He's down shooting about oh my god, like set point seven percent less from three t- while taking a whole extra three, shooting forty-six percent from the field, down from fifty-two, almost fifty-three percent from the field, while taking more shots. One more shot. Like, it's really baffling me. He's on pace to play almost every game. Um, he's in 
I guess you could say in a worse situation, but he's in a better situation for himself. He just got paid. They're paying him to be their star player. It's just, it's just so unfortunate, man. Because this guy should be a, a monster. He should be Andre Drummond-esque. That dominant. On on a team that 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 is 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 soft as hell. You know what I mean? But listen man. Hopefully this is just a transitional year for him and uh he can he can he can explode pause next season because like I said man, I'm a little disappointed in Julius. But I'm gonna leave it right there. On to the next. You know what we're here for, top 10 power forwards, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a little, I'm a little upset, man, a guy who I'm sure a lot of you are surprised to see right here, but we got Kevin Love, um, Kevin Wesley Love, of course someone like him would have a name, Wesley, middle name Wesley, um, yeah, Kevin Love is, is number 10, um, uh, Granted, like I said, you know, bad team. He's on the Cavs. You know, he's going to get his his shots up. I mean, he's only playing 32 minutes. You know, that's not like a ridiculous amount. I guess I guess I see what Cavs are trying to get his trade value up. I mean, Kevin Love doesn't have the best contract. I don't really see a team that would really try to take that contract. Kevin Love doesn't isn't seem like the most attractive player at this point again another one on the wrong side of 30 um but him over julius randall i'm i gotta take i gotta take kevin love he's just the more efficient player the better all-around player um honestly on like defensively at least this year julius hasn't really been amazing either um, none of these players are spectacular defensive players, but uh, the Kevin Love is just has, is just more uh, efficient. I mean, and it's close. Trust me, it's really, really close. Like, I wanted to take Julius Randle. I I I did because I kind of have a little a grudge on Kevin Love. As you guys remember, I'm a LeBron guy, and I don't I don't think he showed up for LeBron. When when he needed him uh, at all, so that's I have a little bias, but uh, I don't I really have nothing else to say. I don't I don't really like Kevin Love to be honest. Just as a player, uh, I, he he definitely isn't uh, as dominant as he was in Minnesota. In Minnesota, he was fun to watch, man. He was just an animal. Uh, but he got skinny and I don't know. On to number nine. I don't know if that's to do anything. Kristaps. Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingad. Um, I mean, we all know Kristaps has the big injury. Kristaps has top three. Kristaps has top three potential uh, power forward position. He really, really does. He could be the third best easily be the third best power forward he has that potential um but i think um the first year well for yeah first year after the injury 
in a new situation. I mean, he's in a very, he's in a, an amazing organization. He's probably in the best foreign player organization in the NBA. You know, the Mavericks are notorious for their foreign talent. From the German Jesus, Dirk Nowitzki, um, excuse me, Nash, uh, Luca. They're just such a great uh, town for foreign players, honestly. But no, Porzingis is the ninth best player, and 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 that should tell you about the names you're about to see on this list. You're like, how is Kristaps number nine? Like what? And Kristaps is a two way is a two way demon at the power forward. He gets his. Um. Yeah. Let's keep let's keep going, man. But uh, but I promise you guys, but by, by next year, if I do this list again, if basketball ever comes back, Kristaps is de- definitely gonna be higher. Maybe. Or the, my number eight player is gonna stay ahead of him. A player that I'm I've become a huge fan of this year. I ended I drafted this guy in fantasy. And I was not disappointed at all. Bam Bam Adebayo. Um, off the Miami Heat, man. This kid is uh he's just a, a the energizer bunny. Um just a all around ama- just a all around talent. Like this guy can grab a rebound and take it coast to coast. His passing ability for his size is ridiculous. Um, the energy he has on the offensive and defensive glass. Um, what else, man? The steals are there. The blocks are there. The the points are there. This is another one. I know I said Shea, uh, most improved player. This guy's right. He guy's right there. This guy's right there. He went from averaging nine points per game last season to sixteen points per game. Went from uh, seven rebounds to almost eleven rebounds, two assists to five assists, steals and blocks both up, field goal percentage up. Um, not a three point shooter yet, but I I promise you he's gonna he's gonna work on his game. The guy, this kid is 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 super talented. Um, and honestly, he's gonna he's gonna have whatever he wants. I like his field goal percentage isn't up; it's a little down, but it's okay. We don't have to talk about that. Um, durable as hell. Played eighty played eighty two games last year. Granted, only twenty three minutes, but this year he's played sixty five. I think he's played every single see every single game this year. Maybe maybe not missed one or two, but the kid durable. Twenty two years old. First year as a power forward, that's why he's on this list and not on the center's list. Um, really not much more to say. Like I said, balled out for me in fantasy. So is he a little biased? I wouldn't say so because he's only number eight. I feel like that's fair for him. Sorry about that, my phone. Got the biddies texting. Yo, vibes. No, I'm joking. All right, next one. Pascal C. Com. Uh, yeah, he's a power forward, guys. If you didn't know, Spicy P. Um, I know he plays kind of like a, a small forward, but he's been a power forward every single every single year. And this is another guy, man. Another guy that 
that you could say has a strong case for most improved player. The only reason, honestly, is this even a reason against him? Because, yo, listen, Kawhi left this team high and dry. He he dipped on him. And I'm, I'm sure Toronto fans were like, yo, like what? What like you like what is happening to us? But Pascal Siakam stepped it up. Now naturally when someone takes as much responsibility for the team that, you know, Kawhi left, you know, for the most part, this guy became their Kawhi Leonard. Uh he you know, that he became their two way force, their stopper on defense, their driving power on offense. And it definitely wasn't by himself because the whole t- the whole team took it upon themselves. Shout out to the Raptors, man. The whole team took it upon themselves to step up in Kawhi's absence, and they've been balling this year. But talk more about Pascal, man. He went from 17 points last year with an, with a superstar next to him to tw- went almost 24 a game. Not only that. But his assists about now. I'm about to say like his assists went up. His assists and rebounds, you know, they stayed about the same. But he's always he that. But he is. This is what he is, man. He he took on the scoring load while still. He took on the storm the scoring load, at a at a very big clip while also slightly improving, on almost every other aspect. Like, you can't really ask for more. Like I said, the the field goal percentage has gone down, but that's just because he has he has to score, he has to take these shots. Um, he he's he's their guy, and he's twenty five years old, about to reach their prime. This kid has a lot of potential shooting. His shooting is is he he's another one that has it's it's kind of it's kind of incredible looking at these players and seeing how much they've improved their their games really he came into the league shooting 14 percent from three taking literally 0.1 threes per game that's all he took and now this year he's taking six per game shooting it at a 30 was it 36 percent like i said man you gotta give him credit give the whole city he's 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 uh breathing that toronto uh that Toronto energy inside of him, that spirit, that hustle. He just a, he's just a fun player to watch. Uh and yeah, he's my number seven. Okay, here we go. Alright. Now I'm not gonna lie, I, I kinda struggled here. Cause my number six is Zion Williamson, and Zion is so hard. He's really, really hard to rank. Cause he's, of course, he he he's in the top ten. He he is in the top ten. Like, there's no debate that he's not in the top ten. The only one is that he's only played nineteen games, not even twenty games in his career, and that that's valid. But it doesn't matter. When I, I don't it doesn't matter. And I'm talking about career. We're talking about. Right now, who's better? Excuse me. And Zion is scary, man. Just the overall efficiency, the package. Yo, I was, I was, 
I was so big on Zion, like, in 2016. Like, I was seeing clips of this kid. I was watching this kid's games in high school, and I was like, bro, this kid is, this kid is crazy special, man. But as you know, as the hype started to build around him, and I was kind of seeing um, his game kind of, you know, in college and seeing how it translated, he was still dominant, but he just looked he just looked so big. And, like, for me, I was like, yo, how is that going to sustain in the NBA playing 82 games? And, really, I mean, we're going to see. But, you know, maybe this whole, um, that injury that kept him out basically 60% of the season, maybe this was a good thing for him because uh, he can he can sit. He gets to watch the game a little bit. Um, maybe get his body right. I mean, I'm, honestly, he still looked he still looked big as hell. Basketball Reference has him at 285 pounds, six six two eighty five, bro. But that's crazy. That's 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 almost alignment in football. Like, do you understand how crazy that is? He's basically a D lineman playing basketball. And I'm sure, he, and I think he's heavier than some D lineman, to be honest. <laughs> Seriously. Like, but what really gets him on this list, like I said, bro, the kid came in 24 points per game, seven rebounds, which I think that can be even higher. I think he's kind of underachieved a little on the boards. Um,. Two assists, nothing crazy. The efficiency, 59% from the field. This kid's shooting 46% from three. And granted, he, he, he's taking less than one three a game. But just by sheer numbers, that's kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. But no, honestly, I feel like this is a good place for him. One, two, three, four, five at number six. You know, I don't think he's top five just, just yet. And it's really harsh to put him above Pascal Siakam but honestly uh I think I think in the in the 19 games he's shown I think it's justifiable I really do um but yeah man this list I told you guys you guys were in for something this list is this is a good list on to number five top five top five top five we got B.I. Tiny the slender man himself Brandon Ingram, um, yeah, I think I think Ingram's just, you know, I feel like there's an argument for Ingram over Zion also, but I just think this kid, this kid has just stepped his game up. This this is the first year that he's really really solidified himself as I think that I can be the best player on my team. And realistically, that also, they're on the same team, Zion and Brandon. And Brandon Ingram's the best player on that team. And that's, that's, that's really what it comes down to. He's, he's, he's came into the new organization. Maybe, who knows, maybe the pressure of being a Laker was a little too tough for him. He never really got the, the, what, they're, what he's doing now is what they were expecting from him last year. You know, this kid shooting 39% from three. Went from 33 last year. 
from scoring 18. Granted, LeBron had the ball a lot last year. And and Brandon only played 52 games. But this year, he's averaged 24 points per game. Um, doubled his steals. Increased his rebounding. He's just he's just become more confident. His free throw percentage is went from sixty eight percent to eighty six percent. You can tell this that the trade fueled him, um, inspired him, angered him even, and you know he's out to prove to people that hey, he this kid can play. And like I said, he bro, I didn't say this yet, but I think Brandon Ingram has that Kevin Durant potential. Um. You know, for the most part of his career, he's been like a deep mid-range shooter, um, which has which is cool. But I think if he can if he can sustain this level of production from three, and Basketball Reference has him at six seven. There's no way, no way. Benjamin Ingram is not six foot seven. He is at least six eleven, bro. That kid is tall. Like, I don't understand what they what they're talking about. Um, Bennett Ingham's tall as hell. Uh, yeah. I think I, I kind of struggled here, though. Because moving on to number four, I put, I have Jason Tatum. And some, for some reason, they have Jason Tatum as a power forward this year. He was a small forward last year. But I understand it because the Celtics have, like, 65 small forwards. So, they have to put somebody at power forward, I guess. But, yeah, Taco J. Um... It was tough between him and Brandon Ingram because, like I said, Brandon Ingram has really put himself on, like, a different level this year. And Brandon Ingram is averaging more points and assists than Tatum. It's just really what it comes and shooting a better percentage from the field. It re- Really, I just think Jason Tatum... Is the more skillful player. Um, his PR is a little higher. Uh, his three-point shooting is ridiculous. This kid Tatum is a sniper. Um, rookie year he came in shooting forty-three percent, dipped down to thirty-seven last year, up again to in the well he's at thirty point thirty-nine eight, but we rounded up out here, forty percent from three. Uh, went from 16, less than, just under 16 last year to 20, almost 24. Um, another uh, most improved candidate. Uh, and he's improved. He's improved more than. And you know what's crazy? Tatum, when he came in, he was different. You know, everyone had the had, the meme was he's only 19, he's only 20. A um, kid at 20 years old, he dunked on LeBron. Like he gave LeBron the worst body anyone's ever given LeBron, in in uh, in ever in history. Maybe uh, now nah, there was a I think there there was a story of LeBron getting dunked on by like some high school kid like back in the day. Like, <laughs> he deleted the tapes and shit. Bro, listen, LeBron can't be getting exposed out here. I understand. Delete them shits. Don't let nobody see them. We don't need that. Uh, moving on, what are we talking about? Tatum? Yeah, man. Tatum's 
improved in every category this season. A spitfire, one more rebound, almost an, another assist, more steals, more blocks, uh, minutes up, uh, points up by like eight, nine. The kid, kid's an animal. Uh, skillful. His step back is deadly. Um, ball handles there. Driving abilities there. I just think all around he's just a more skillful player than uh, Ingram. And he's younger by a little bit. They're both young players. They're both studs, honestly. Honestly, I wouldn't even be mad if you had Ingram over over Tatum. Just for the pure, just for the package. Brandon Ingram's damn near seven foot dribbling like a guard. It's unfair. On to the, my, my top three. Top three, a player that probably has gone under your radar. I get, I don't know if any, if any of you guys have have him in your top three, but this man, this man is a, is a monster, like an absolute monster. He was hurt um, a, a a decent amount this year, but John Collins. He's actually a third. I know I like saying the third, the fourth, but he's actually uh, a third. But, excuse me, John Collins is, is my third. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough to put him over, you know, like in the Ingrams, the Tatums of the world. But the numbers speak for themselves. And he's quiet. The only reason why he's not talked about more is because he's on a, a really bad team. But, and like I said, that may play into why his numbers are so good. But this kid is averaging 22 a game, 10 rebounds, shooting 40% from three, while taking almost four threes per game. As a big man, that's really good. Um, Plays 33 minutes. Averages almost two blocks per game. Get, steals are there. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. This kid is this kid is really good. He shoots fifty eight percent from the field, and somebody who who shoots threes at a at a reasonable, you know, amount takes almost four per game at forty percent to be shooting almost sixty percent from the field. Oh my goodness, man! This kid is scary, and that's the NBA is is just it's so it's so exciting to see the the amount of talented youth in basketball, and you know the NBA is in really really good hands. It really is. It's in such a good uh situation. It's in a better situation than it's ever been. Um, we have so many good players in the league. And the power forward position is crazy. Look, watch out. I'm telling you guys, watch out for this guy. This guy is he's gonna be he's gonna be around for a long time. Just just let me just put it like that. They call him the Baptist. <laughs> they call him the Baptist. That's a fire name. Moving on. I and I honestly I, I would say more about John Collins, but honestly. It's just, he's on such a bad team, like him and Trey, and hopefully, you know, DeAndre Hunter becomes something crazy for them. Uh, who else the Hawks got? I don't even know. I don't really watch the Hawks. I like Trey. I like Collins. Uh, but 
I'm really trying to think. I don't know, man. The Hawks are the Hawks are terrible. Moving on, number two. Whew. This is tough, man. This is tough. These two players are so demonic. They're so good. Anthony Marshawn. You're like, who the f- Marshawn? Anthony Marshawn Davis. AD is my second best power forward in the league. And it, as blasphemous as that might sound, because AD is ridiculous. This kid came to LA, no pressure. I mean, the, with the pressure on, averaging 27 points per game, 2.4 blocks, 1.5 steals, almost 10 boards, almost... um. Averaging a double-double. What's he shooting from the field? Shooting over 50% at 51%. Three-point percentage is, is about... Is, is on it? What? Uh, just under. About close to his career high. 34%. He takes a decent amount. He takes This year, he's taking the most he's ever taken. But which makes sense. Playing with LeBron, you got to space the floor. Um, don't really know what, what much more to say. This this man, this man might be the best big in basketball, and I say that because you know some force. I guess that kind of foreshadows my next player, which is G Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who honestly, as much as I I don't really like seeing it, Giannis is probably the best player in the league. The Greek freak. This kid is his per is ridiculous. Like this, his per this season honestly insane, man. They have him at power forward. It's funny they had him. They had him uh, year three at point guard, averaging four assists per game, which is tough. Not tough in a bad way, but this year, Jesus Christ, Giannis, averaging thirty. Averaging a block, a steal, f- almost 14 rebounds, bro. I mean, honestly, that's not... Considering who his center is, fucking Brooke Lopez, the most fucking unathletic center in NBA history, um, it makes sense. Uh, his his free throw percentage has been low. He got a, He has to work on that. Um, his field goal percentage, shooting 55%, obviously the three is not there, I'm, but he's shooting five threes per game though, honestly, someone who's not much of a shooter shooting that many threes, shooting at almost 31%, it's below average, but it's not hideous, it's not good, but it's not terrible, um, this kid, this kid is scary. He's, he gets, he's getting better every year. Like every year, he's getting better. I don't know how much better he can get. He's only playing thirty-one minutes per game, and granted, and it's it's kind of it's ridiculous that he's doing this these numbers in only thirty-one minutes. Like it's actually, it's, I don't want to say retarded, but it's retarded. I'm sorry, it is. I don't know much more what else I can say 
bro, oh, the power forwards, man. It might be our best position. It might be. Um, it's a little weak with the honorable mentions. You know, Blake, Blake can turn up. Julius can be top ten. He can. He's just fucking. He's on some bullshit right now. But bro, after that, bro, from Kristop to Adebayo to Siakam, and nobody saw Siakam coming. When was Siakam drafted? Let's look at, let's look at this kid's draft. He got picked twenty seventh in the first round, out of Cameroon. Shout out. Um, listen, man. Power forwards are nasty. Um. Yo, let me know in the comments. Do you think I got it right? It, honestly, this this list this list is tough. This list is tough. Uh, like, subscribe if you want. You don't have to, but if you want to, you know, if you like what's happening here, you like what's going on, you appreciate it. How long is how long has this shit been? Yo, damn near forty minutes. Yo, I'm kind of, yo, I'm kind of doing this. I'm not gonna lie, but nah, I appreciate the love, the support. Uh, you already know. Follow, do what you gotta do. I'm out. Peace.